Just a quick message before the show begins. We're a year in now and I've really enjoyed doing this and I hope you've been enjoying it too. If you have, then please like and share the content and get in touch with any thoughts and feedback and hopefully we can keep growing the show and getting more incredible guests. Thanks and back to the show. I'm Adam Gow, the DJ formerly and sometimes currently known as Waxon. Welcome to the Once a DJ podcast. DJing and DJ culture have been a huge part of my life for better or worse. They've given me a massive buzz at times and loads of stress at others and taught me a load of valuable lessons along the way. On this podcast I speak to DJs from around the world who've made the names when it was just about skills and selection, not social media followers. We'll discuss their journey through Ascendancy and what part it plays in their life now. Whether they're still on the scene, said goodbye to the decks forever, or still get a sneaky mix in when life gives them the chance. Whatever road they've travelled, they were always once a DJ. For me, it's like it's like I've never. It's like it's a bit like a therapy, you know, like because I've never. I've never had I've, I, like to actually talk about all this stuff and like having all these experiences, which are, are quite, uh, you know, which are just my experiences for me. And like, obviously like, because I, I've retract or I, what, what I, I kind of distanced myself from, from everything and every, everyone. So it became like quite insular and it's only since meeting my partner that like, you know, like it's sort of like hitting a reset button and then coming back the other way. And actually yeah. getting back to be, being like who who I who I really am, you know what I mean? Minus yeah. all the damage. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's get into it there then. So God, when we were when we were ending the last, let's call it episode. Yeah. Basically, you just talked about that you'd gone into this three years of self destruct. Let's say. Yeah. Um, what was it that got you out of this long period then? So um, I do remember that, like, before I was chatting about how, like, I, f I felt like I'd, I'd broken my friendships and stuff like that, there, there was uh, two instrumental things at that time which, like, helped me to get by or whatever, and that was Chris. And Chris is, like, he, he you know, I, I was... He's the only person... Chris. Uh, Chris Drury, the artist for Finger yeah, Thing. Yeah. So he, he's the only person actually that I was going and sharing this stuff with, he was kind of, I guess like, cause I'd go around and he, he had this family life, you know, with, with his partner, Laura and like, they had like her, her their kid Neve. And like, it was something at that time where I was so lost that I, I craved it, you know? So I would regularly like, just kind of sort myself out and go and knock on theirs at sort of tea time or whatever and go and hang out with them just for a little bit to just kind of, like, have, like, a bit of normality to my day because everything else that I was doing was not normal. Do you know what I mean? And it was, it was like, and, 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 and it was an ongoing thing and, like, I would be, it would be so inconvenient at times, you know, and they would always open the door and always let me come and just sit there and, you know, um, and just kind of join in or just like, like whatever, I don't know, sometimes like have tea or whatever, but always just like, always like be welcoming to me. And, um, and then also, uh, after, after like this supposed year that I'd taken off or whatever, like me and Sneak had had like a little bit of distance and he was like, do you want to come and visit? You know, do you want to, do you want to come to Bill? I'm like, really, you know, like, cause I just thought I'd messed everything up hard and, and, uh, and, uh, and I did, I went and visited and it was just like, it was so, 
um, it was just like, a, a, you know, like a point, it was like a, not like a lifeline, but it, that's how it felt to me personally. I know yeah. if I say lifeline, like, um, as a, as a, as a term, people will be like, oh yeah, whatever. But I, I genuinely mean it, you know, like, um, because I'd, I'd felt that I'd lost all like my self-esteem and or all this stuff was happening. It hadn't, it hadn't lost it at that point, but it was all getting chipped away. You know, when I was doing nothing, that's not fair or right. It's not that I wasn't doing anything. It was kind of like that this, at this point, it was like, if I did have these things, which I now know that I have like, um, like anxiety and depression and, or like, you know, with the ADHD and stuff at this point in my life, I am alone you know, um, with those things. And unfortunately, the, it makes your biggest enemy is yourself. And mm. you, you develop this other, and, uh, you know, like everybody has like that internal voice. My internal voice was just, it wasn't nice, you know? Uh, and it was just like, it was like, I was just craving things which just were like quick fixes, like to the, to the ego and stuff. Unfortunately, like, you know, uh, it was just like that was the path that I'd started taking, you know, which I, uh, at the beginning I thought was freedom and it was actually the total opposite. It's like a, in mental incarceration um, because I'm, I'm only, I only have myself to answer to. So I'm yeah. kind of, you know, like kind of doing this stuff, which I know is like naughty and I'm doing it anyway, you know, like and all this shit. And um, I went over to see Sneak and I don't know. It's just kind of like, it was just like a reconnection of like, no, we actually, we are still like best friends. You know, we are still practically family, like how I, how I saw it, but I was these unfortunate things, you know, we'd got to a point where you have to make a call. Somebody has to make a decision or somebody has to, you know, and that whole thing about wanting to take some time out. It was just me trying to take the reins on some, you know, and I think in doing that, yeah, I did. I did take the reins. Uh, but the fallout of that, I had no idea. You know, the seismic... Uh, um, the seismic sort of rupture that that would um, just start in my life. And, like, you know, like with any kind of rupture, it just grows and spreads. And, and that's what was happening. But, I, yeah, sneak... Anyway, I went over to Berlin and I met his friends. He'd, he'd kind of gone and he met, started his own new life, you know, kind of with his partner and uh, and he was finding his own way. Uh, and I think we all needed to do that, Chris included, you know. Um, but I think my, my and Sneak's uh, decisions of what we what what we ch chose to do were much more extreme, much more kind of yeah. di die hard. I think Chris craved like the simple. He just wanted to uh, have a job and earn some money and be able to pay his way like that instead of like hand to mouth. And you know when you when you're a musician or you're an artist like kids, it's real. Most of us are starving. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when when you're in that when you're in that time, you know it's just like I was so skin and like. Like, um, I, I got chucked off Coda, like figure thing. It was like, there was no longer activity, but I was still kind of doing DJing and I kind of decided to do this project where I was like, oh, I'm going to be more myself than ever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be Parkatron, do this thing. And I started making all this shit. I was just so lost, you know, but I was just trying yeah. to find like the next thing. So kind of doing that. And what sort of gigs were you getting? Uh, well, I was still kind of doing, 
I was so I was still doing like DJ stuff with Coda, which to be honest, like it just they were so few and far between. I couldn't make a living from it. But yeah, you know, I I I only have myself to answer for. So I'm not. It's not about blame or trying to attribute anything. I'm just going to be 100% honest and real about like about that time and like. I, it was like I didn't have all the faculties required, you know, like in this day and age where you see like DJs and, you know, they're staring right into the screen and you've got like your online persona, yeah, and your hands move when you do, oh, yeah, look at this. And yeah. you're doing all the fucking stereotype shit that everybody else does. I That's not me, you know. and um, That's a whole big conversation. Like as a DJ in this day and age, you do need to be able to market yourself. And as a creative, it's kind of like... How much time do you spend refining your craft, practicing, creating, and how much of your time do you spend marketing? You know, there's going to be a lot of very talented DJs that haven't gotten to a certain level because they didn't want to put that time into the marketing bit of it. What I would say to that is, if you're, if you're, if you love it, do it because you love it. Do it for that love will never come back in any form of like money or uh, like outside like um it's just the process it's just yeah. doing something because you love it like that's that's that is your reward that do you know what i mean just yeah but but if if you want that to put food on your table there's the sacrifices involved as well there's the two different ways do you want to do it because you love it or do you want to do it to to, to have a roof yeah, I, I'm not interested in making those sacrifices if that's what I've if I've got a fucking yeah. dance on a pole for 90 seconds because it fits in with some fucking app or whatever then if that's what you it's like let's face it everybody yeah I respect what you're saying like everybody wants to put food on the table and you know I'd say go local you know what I mean like do it in your surrounding area where like you could you have a little bit more like this thing with everybody going online and, and, and doing this thing is it's brilliant, but it is also like, you know, if you look at if you look back in history at like a lot of artists and like some of the biggest ones, unfortunately, they didn't get their flowers at the time. You know, like yeah. they 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 did it because that's what they were, that's who they were, and and that I think that's the thing. I don't think I'm like a DJ like that. I'm an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got some fucking integrity, and uh, there's it's just it's like yeah like my 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 relationship with coda didn't go well because like i'm not making like these tapes and doing all these things and i'm not going out there and do you know what i mean right. i'm not playing yeah. the, i'm not playing the game everybody yeah, calls yeah, it yeah. the game it is there's a big 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 part of it that is a game you know but your mm. your art doesn't have to be a game you know maybe it's a dj like but i've it's like i don't really I don't DJ. DJ out, it's like, no one wants to listen to fucking Conan and like a tiny bit of Slipknot with a, a, like a Nas acapella. Or, you know what I mean? Or there's the stuff that I like, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and um, and you can only go out and play your favourite records so many times. And I don't know. It, it, I'm talking, this is my old perspective. I'm trying to, you know, how, how talk about how, like now I'm much more of an open book to everything, you know? And I'm, yeah. and I'm and I'm trying to do like what you know. I'm trying to do what's 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 required, or you know what's. I want to be like, you know, like I want to be a part of this thing. But I've realised after all this time now that it's all about the community. You know, it's well. Let's come back to that in a bit then, because sure. <laughs> I think we took we touched on that the other day. I've just taken your miles off. So where you were last, where you were before we kind of went off there. Um, 
you were saying about how you'd gone over to Berlin and and you and Sneak had kind of had to go a bit more extreme than Chris to kind of find yourself. So from there then, what was it at that point that started the ball rolling with you kind of finding your way again? So the biggest, most, well, there was like two two things. Like Sneak basically uh, was putting together a UK tour of him and a drummer for his solo album. And I was like, do you need a roadie? You know, like... I'll come with you. I'd love to come with you just to hear what, just to hear him play, to be honest. And just, you know, and like, just, just go and have that connection with him again. And even though it would be as to, to help him do his thing. Anyway, um, I went to Big Chill, which was this one. And uh, I was with like Mr. Scruff's uh, crew, like Andrea, his partner. And they're all like, you know, old friends and that so it was really nice to just go and kind of be out of my like really destructive environment where you know I was my own worst enemy and just being something that was really nice and like and and see see sneak and have some purpose to actually go out because I wasn't going out anywhere I wasn't seeing anyone or going to pubs and that I was doing a little music thing but it was restricted to just that and and my other stuff that I was going and getting up to which was on my own and you know um can i can i just ask on that then with your crew and we'll come back to the sunday did you have a totally different social circle you were doing these things with or were you just in isolation that's isolation right wow yeah everything was in isolation and then i was going and, and i was like hopping over to other countries and doing stuff you know and um sometimes like DJing or trying to get a gig in between and that, but like have it just having this, like this, this, this relationship, you know, that was just, uh, it's just, just, just eating me up, you know, because I was, yeah, I was yeah. way over my head, like not only with the experiences that I was having, but I was realizing that I'm not that person. I'm not, that's not who, I, that's not me, you know? So kind of going through, yeah, all this stuff and what, to cut to the chase at this at big chill like I, I was having this really nice time with everyone yeah it got to the sunday and i went off to the toilet or whatever and i was coming back and walking down the hill and then there's three girls uh one of them being viva uh bev who uh she was like like me how me and sneak and bev part of the rain christian family you know yeah. touring and everything she's like my sister because uh, we just had all these experiences together she's we're all the same age and uh she was with these two other girls like mel and fee fee is my p now partner and um i i met these girls and they basically I, yeah i was like oh i'm with with sneak and they sort of like right we're gonna hang out now and you know, I, 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 and it was like I'd been cra like craving like um, an interaction with like girls that were just like just back on my level, and that's exactly what they are and were. You know, and and like having that, we just had like the most amazing time. And I think me and Fee basically just kind of Bev even was like, "Oh, let me introduce you to your new husband," or you, "Oh, let me introduce oh, wow. you to your future husband." That was it. You know, and it's like, all right, and we spent this time, just had a proper laugh at everything, and uh, and it, it basically, like, 
I was like, this is, this, this is what, this is where my life should go. And, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fuck off everything, all that old, like, I'm going to ring this person and just say it's over, you know, uh, and I, I, I can't see you anymore. Like, best of luck with the rest of your life. Bye. And that's it, you know, and it, 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 it was, I got some really horrible stuff. We all go things, you know, stuff that you have to kind of live with, but everything turned out fine. It was all just words. And, um, yeah, and, and and then me and Fee, within like a couple of months, it turns out like Fee's a drummer with a band called The Whip, a Manchester band called The Whip, right? And I'd been I'd seen her doing her thing. I can't tell you, like, for somebody who's into drums, uh, <laughs> and like, just, I, I just, I didn't, it was just like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden she's in my life, you know? And, um, and we just hit it off and it, it just, it's so crazy. Like our history is she's from Burnley originally and like how she came to Manchester and she's just like this social whirlwind. In fact, I won't say, yeah. well, I say hurricane, um, and her and Bev and it's like her and Bev have got this ridiculously deep, they're like busy mates. And it's like, okay, Bev, you know, it's kind of like these things which are, it's just, it's, it's deep mate. And, uh, and basically just found my future partner. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, mm. And I had to, yeah, it, it, you know, I had to kind of, you know, we hit it off and everything, and I was like, this is, this is who I want to be with, and, and it started this reconstruction, you know. So he said there was two things. What was, was the first thing the hanging with scruff and everyone, or was this, or is there another thing? What thing? Because he said there was two things that kind of happened that kind of got you kind of back to where you needed to be. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was. I suppose it was kind of like sneak seeing sneak and, and and spending that time with chris to just try and have something to stop me from completely derailing but then right, got you. you know like bumping into fee it was kind of like grabbing onto these last sort of ropes you know and it's like i'm either going to go completely off or start pulling myself back in you know yeah that's, that's how it that's how it and it's like me now this is like nearly 13 years later you know, I've been rebuilding myself. It's not been a um, a fast process, you know. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, so after meeting Fee then, what happened with you uh, musically as you were getting back into being yourself? Right. So what happened was um, Fee's hearing from everybody about who I am or what I, what I, she'd actually been listening to finger thinking or it's like, no way, you know, you, you do, you, you guys are like heralded as like, da, 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 you listen, you know, and I'm, my self-esteem's gone. You know, I, I, I'm like, yeah, really, whatever, you know, just not really seeing it. And that's actually a beautiful thing, you know, to not, and just be humble and just whatever, you know, um, but, this guy, Tom Piper, there's a there's a folk singer called Jessica Hoop, right? And um, incredible uh, singer, this American lass. And um, uh, her manager, uh, me and him go way back from experiences because, because obviously with Ray and Christian and everything, we're talking like main, not main stage or like other stage stuff at like all festivals all around the world, like yeah. all this stuff. So you meet all these peeps. Tom Piper was one and um he he knew about my skill set and he'd made so he was he was representing Jessica at the time and um he uh she she'd recorded this album which was very uh, production heavy 
and uh, and he's like, can we have a coffee? And uh, I went and met with him, and uh, and Tom's like, well, we, we're looking for a way to do this live to for for to have this sound. He'd pushed a couple of CDs onto my door, and I was, you know, like folk. I don't, what do I know, you know, whatever. I would put these CDs on anyway, though, and, like, the uh, her voice is just absolutely incredible, phenomenal even, you know, like, I, I mean, like, wow, under my doorstep, what's going on, you know? Anyway, and he's like, can you, you know, is there a way that you can think to sort of do this? And I'm like, mate, I could do that. Like, that's not, yeah. I, and he's like, would you be interested in doing it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so I um, got her records, and uh, what I wanted to present to her was like, "We're gonna, you're gonna do your thing, but I'm gonna sample all the all the raw parts, and I'm gonna rebuild the track so that I can play them live for you. But you have that sound that you want instead of having a drummer, and you have to find the try and get the sound via an engineer, which is incredibly hard." even for one venue, let alone doing a tour and going and expecting to get so it's like that's that that's like an engineer's idea of hell. But like if I use the actual recordings and just use instead of all of them just a little bit, I can I can get it sounding so I'm like in the room playing, but that's the exact sound you want, you know. So that's what we did. She got a she got a tour. Uh, a talk and they had Tom had this faith in me. Yeah, and it's that we're gonna go like going back to that kind of someone showing faith in hmm. in 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 me, and that that meant a lot so much so that I'm not gonna turn something down even though it's a folk singer going and doing this stuff and I want to introduce an NPC into her uh, lovely acoustic environment. You know, he said yeah, so I went about doing it and I did it and uh, and and then next thing I know there's this European tour coming up. You know. Uh, Dan, you know, we're going to go and do this thing. Ended up playing in David Lynch's club in Paris. Crazy, mate. Down in this, in this, <laughs> honestly, mate, like we, we were going around, but check this. So, um, on, I think like the first date, we'd gone down and done a date down south before we get on the, uh, the, the Euro tunnel, you know, to go around Europe. And just woke up first thing in the morning, whatever, like, yeah, let's go. I'd, I'd, said to myself this is this is happening and you're going to do this you're going to rise to it and you're going to make it happen you know that kind of thing and it all was I went put my sock on I felt this ping in my back yeah like and it wasn't just like your average ping it was like you know and ask any 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 late 30s or yeah you know, in fact any tall <laughs> dude you know like I basically slipped a disc in my back yeah uh, and then we went around Europe for about six days um I didn't know this at the time, but we just went on a European tour and we were all just sat in a, in a van. So, you know, like sometimes that can be, I don't know whether any of you have driven around Europe, but like in a van like that, the seats don't recline or, you know, it's very limited as to what you can do. So I, I wasn't resting. I was just stressing this, this injury. Um, but we were going and doing these and having these experiences and it's like, yeah, I'm in a folk band, you know, <laughs> and, 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 um, and, um ultimately uh, and even the producers of the album came to the lynch one to the to the the paris show i didn't go out there because i just felt a bit uncomfortable and she came she's like they're out there you know and they listened and they said that like they loved it they loved it you know they they, they like said like what a great job you've done i'm there and I just kind of get that and i'm like oh, like wicked that means that i have done it 
all right. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the the tour, nothing was said. The tour ended, and like it clearly was a, f- a f- you know, I don't know how it would have been seen, but that was something that I did. It was like you know to kind of keep keep me involved with music to a certain extent because I'd lost this faith in cuts and samples. But oh, here's something. So I can utilize sampling kind of now. Do you know what I mean? It's like wicked. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And I was offered money for it and, you know, did it. And it was a, an incredible experience. But yeah, I slipped a disc in my back. And then uh, I was out. I was out, mate, for like, uh, I don't know, like a long time. You know, that was like new, like fresh challenges, you know. And, but we ended up like, but off the back of that, me and Sneak were still kind of doing stuff and, and like, you know, kind of going through this rebuild process. And I heard her singing. Uh, I feel loved by Donna Summer. Like while we we're on tour one time, I'm like, wow, you know, how can I? I need that. I need it. Don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I need it, you know. And then we ended up. I don't know how it happened. We're like, do you want to record it? You know, should we do it? And we did. And you know, and then that happened. And then like that got signed to True Thoughts, but unfortunately, it took like best part of three years to come out. You know, like how come? because of delays with like at their end, you know, like they were putting together a compilation of covers and, uh, you know, acquiring everything that you need when you're a label, it's not about the artists. It's about the label wanting what they want and, you know, and, and what they need. And there was never any point of like, can we have the tune back? Because that was just like something, you know what I mean? It was something positive. Yeah, and I suppose if they're doing if they're doing an album of covers, there's just one thing that's good. If there's one thing that where they need to get kind of rights or permissions or anything, it can just keep the whole project um, delayed on hold. But at this time, um, I'm also doing, I'm also, um, so we're co-producing, like my mate Gaz Sakonical, Sakonical, who Woody was talking about, because I went back, I listened to the podcast, so it's amazing. And um, he, uh, I always admired his sound, and after working with James Ford and everything, like it was like who who can who can who can we work with? Who who who's that good? And it's it, actually he can, you know. And we we built up this like really cool friendship where he was willing to help engineer and like just 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 help me finish stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because Sneak's in Berlin and we've got these bits and everything, but it's like something needs doing, something needs finishing, you know? And, yeah. But, like, if you listen, that's the Return of the Thing EP. There's no cuts on it, hardly. It's hardly any, because I just fucking totally lost it. You know, and I was saying to Sneak, like, I've fallen out of love, mate. I've fallen out of love. That was the best way I could put it, you know? Yeah. It's like I, I didn't realise that that was just me talking about my self-esteem. And, and like how it was di- directly connected to like my expression in a particular form. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying Once a DJ. I wanted to create a product for the listeners to be able to support the show and for the guests as a token of gratitude for being on. So I've teamed up with Sure Shot Shop to create some Once a DJ 45 RPM adapter clamps. These are my weapon of choice as a 45 adapter as they add stability and grip to aid you in any setup. These are available for £25 each plus flat fee postage from oncedj.bigcartel.com and if you'd like to see the other models you can buy and also customise, check out showshotshop.com. If you're a DJ who's been wanting to get into production but don't know where to start or if you're looking to level up your beat making skills, look no further than howtomakemusic.co's online courses and personal coaching. 
Chris, the founder of How To Make Music, as well as knowing a load about music production, was once a DJ, and so his courses are ideal for the likes of us. From the Music Theory Essentials course to the incredibly thorough Ableton Turbo Start, there's a ton of good information to get you developing your music production skills. In addition to the video tutorials, there's a load of reference guides, and they even offer personal coaching to get you where you want to be even quicker. And if you buy any course at howtomakemusic.co using the code ONCEADJ at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. So what are you waiting for? Visit howtomakemusic.co. But that's like, I'm sure that Clapton will go like 18 months without touching the guitar. Or is it six months or something? So like Clapton will go a certain, like quite a long time without even touching the guitar. Like This is the relationship. Like This is kind of the point. This is the sort of stuff that I want to cover in the podcast is with people like your relationship with your art isn't necessarily going to be uniform all through life we fall in and out of love with it and how do we get pulled back into it how you know all these things so this is it's really interesting so so okay right well it was it was absolute fracture yeah absolute um I wasn't touching them and it was it was because like always my first thought of when I do it's like what I do ain't that great and everybody knows mm. like if you want to be if you want to be a good sourceman you've got to have sharp tools you know you've got to have a decent blade and it's like my shit was rusty you know but you couple that with some hardcore depression and a fucking galloping come down and you're like you know like trying to have a fucking cut you know and it's just like ah oh, it just wasn't you know what doing it anyway um i'm going to fast forward to covid yeah so um this is like the, one of the, one of the most pivotal things I can think of. But um, was it was it COVID or was it just just before that? Anyway, Sneak went through his own life experiences. You know, not everything worked out for him, and he mm. had to kind of find himself. You know, uh, which he ha has done massively, uh, but in another country. And we've been through these really deep journeys. And um, he was then uh, sharing a room with what was the German DMC champion? Like, what? The fucking German DMC? Yeah, mate, this guy, his name's Robert Smith. Well, he's like, his name's Rick. But it's like, this, you know, I'm like, what? You're, you know, sharing room? Like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, like this kid, man. He's like, and, and it's like, he's sick, man. He, pr he, he practices so hard. Like, he just, you know, for hours on end. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that. And it's just like this old... It's like it's like this old romantic notion. I remember. I remember when I used to run home and fucking practice and just keep going and going and going and going. It's going yeah. because you want it, because you've got the fucking hunger, you know. And anyway, um, I go and see Sneak and and and, uh, and 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 I meet Rick for the first time, and this guy has he's like just so lovely, like and and, and completely open arms and like Dan. You want to use my stuff, you can use it all. You just go, you know, like, or what, if there's anything you want to do, or if you like to have a cut or something, like your style, like finger thing, oh my, you know, like, oh my goodness, like you guys, like, honestly, like you guys, you don't even know, you know, or like some of the people, like, it's like fucking legendary, you know, all this shit. And I'm like, nice one, mate. That's amazing. You know, like, can't believe yeah. it. And, but then like, also like, shit, man like that's ace that this guy this kid's saying that and also shares a room with sneak and hang on i can use all of the stuff being around that yeah that passion like he's like a he's like a he's like a generator he's like a passion generator uh, but like uh 
<laughs> I think he's got a new DJ name there. <laughs> First EP, Passion Generation. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, like this guy, and it just—I don't know. I guess it's that—it's that thing. It's like a sort of the—it was like an introduction, like the the modern community, not the community where everyone's afraid of each other. And there's all this intimidation and all this fucking shit. Yeah. And you're out there on your own and anxiety, and I've got no one else. And oh, I'm almost enemy. Oh, all this shit. None of that. I'm spending time with Rick, and he's like Dan you know like everything it's so different now you know like everyone's cool with each other and everybody just wants to build you know and I'm like, oh my god like this is dream shit rick i'm like this is like i can't like i can't tell you how deep this is for me and like the 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 where i've been but where i'm at now and, and the fact that you're here and you share a room with sneak this is crazy and it was just like this 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 spark and um fast forward to covid uh, happening and um it was a uh, Captain Crunch. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Captain Crunch um, was doing some stuff with uh, the community scratch guys. He was doing some footage, and um, he was like, he got in touch basically because uh, he'd been staying with Rick, and he's big into finger thing. Like, oh, that's amazing! Like, no way, you know. And we got chatting, and he he sent me this message saying. Um, we're going to do a COVID video for DJs around the world because we're on lockdown, but to show a community, a, a show um, sort of strength in community, uh, have everybody back to back. So you get like 20 seconds or whatever over a beat. The world's sickest. Like, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, you're mm. asking, you're asking me, like, I don't know whether, I don't know whether I'm, I don't know whether I'm up to it, mate. And he's like, you totally are like you've you've been you've been doing this stuff you know and i'm like i'm like okay you know okay i'll give it a go so you know he sent me the beat and it was 75 it was like it was an oslo flow uh oslo flow yeah yeah <laughs> beat <laughs> and i listen to it i'm like oh shit because i just hadn't you know i hadn't gone over that tempo for so long and i'm like i'll do it I'm doing it, you know, like just, I'm, I'm doing it. Just bear with me. I'm a bit broken, da, 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 just trying to be honest with him and telling all his stuff. And he's like, yeah. nah, you can do it, man, you know. So um, that was it. I sort of hyper-focused with this thing and I like went in there and I practiced hard, harder than harder than I, I, I ever had, like because I was inspired, you know. And um, I sent it in and then like, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, whatever, this fucking, this video comes with, all these killers in it and then yeah there's me you know like doing a little bit i'm like shit man it sounds fucking good do you know what i mean and again it's just all this all these things and yeah like I, and it's just like a, a complete neutralization you know after going and doing all this stuff i've been brought right back to like ground level and all everything that i that inspires me and I get inspired by now. I'm not watching videos and shit, or, or if I am, they're just of my mates. All the people that I surround myself with, because like the Battlestar Mancunia yeah. as well, um, Reform Radio. This, this, they were gonna start. This is like 2014 or whatever. My mate Johnny Dub, he lives in 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 Japan now, and uh, they were all chatting, and and we were in this car, and they were talking about like, oh, you should do some, you should do a show where it's like a crew. You know, with like a you lot, you know, we're like who, like oh, Danny Drive through, Jamie Griefman, like 
Parker, you know, G Cut, and I'm like, God, man, that's crazy. And we all met to chat, chat about it. And I'm like, guys, like, I can't tell you, like, I want to be part of this so, so badly, but I am not going to be able to do it by myself. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what you think, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I, like, I have these challenges, you know, and I didn't know what anything was at that time, but I was just trying to be honest with them. And I was like, oh, come on, because we're all old mates. You know, and mm. we start basically we started this thing, and which we went on to name Battlestar Mancunia, and again, like just my friends and like this ground, ground zero things. Like I'd I DJ'd with these guys back in the day or whatever at times, but not spent actual real quality time. But these DJs and everything ended up being like my my, my now best friends. You know, like uh, along with like Sneak and Chris, and you know. I guess just having that ethos, you know, of, of like practicing does make you better. And it's like, man, I've got these, I've got these tools. They're pretty sick, you know, they're fucking rusty, but I tell you what, you know, if you, if you sharpen them up, you know, <clears throat> and that's how it's been <clears throat> since that COVID point. And, <clears throat> but, um, you know, when I'm a father now and. So you were saying to me the other day that there was kind of a process you had to go through to get to the point of having having your daughter so so me and fee are you know having the like, like starting to build a life together and uh kiva comes along and um you know she was like this gigantic ray of hope genuine hope that's not attached to anything you know like this thing who i want to be the best dad I want to be the best dad ever. What do I need to do? You know, like I need to be, I want her to, you know, to see that I'm, I, I am something not like, oh, creme brulee is these old things from years ago, you know, but I don't do any mm. of that anymore. Or I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, it's like, nah, I'm, I want to be who everybody wants me to be, you know, but it's like, yeah. Um, having Kiva, uh, and so it all went it all like it all just went really bad when um uh kiva's two and me and fee um because she's a drummer we've got a thing called flex that we do which is like her so kind of techno and house and i'm in her territory but doing my thing and we found this really nice little avenue and we're doing some gigs and that and um We've got a gig at Beat Herder, and it's an hour. We're just doing the line check. It's an hour before we've got to go on. And uh, Fee gets this phone call from her sister, and um, basically, uh, her her dad had passed away, like just out of the blue, you know. And uh, the relationship that I built with this guy was like I can't tell you how uh how much it meant you know and how much i loved him and um it was just so like seismic and like um we did the gig we were like chatting and she, like she's like he, he, he wants to do the gig he'd want us to do the gig so we we, we did it and it's like this fucking crazy experience but then like the, the 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 next few months of like you know like uh chaos you know like because just everything's just complete chaos that's all i can put it and my lack of control over any of this it was when my anxiety came to the fore 
in its in its like I I saw like the true sort of power and sort of devastation of something that had been lying underneath dormant inside me whatever whatever that may be or the the, the different events that I've had in my life and different uh, elements of trauma and stuff it it um yeah I like I I, I just just it was complete emotional loss like wake up in the morning and just start crying you know mm. like and i've got a family what are you gonna do you know it's like i've got a family in these reins to keep hold of you know and um oh mate it's like the hardest time in, in my life ever uh and i'd already had some like trials and tribulations and things that actually yeah. you know like oh yeah whatever the, dealing with these things these experiences are like uh, uh slipping a disc yeah whatever all pain different things but like this kind of like complete loss of everything it was like this new new I, by this time i got like tinnitus you know and all and um like 24 7 and all this and like oh i don't know just like such despair mate and but in that in that it's kind of like it was like i don't know like a complete sort of neutralization um because how do i how do i come how do i come back from this do you know what i mean and i tried various things i was like uh people were talking about microdosing uh with uh, 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 all these things and what actually so i tried and it was just, i was getting no answers I was like masking something still, but you're not getting no answers anyway. Yeah. Got in touch with the doctor and uh, got chatting um, and eventually came to the point where it's like, right, I think a course of antidepressants just while you're like at this very acute stage and some cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, and uh, and the 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 antidepressants actually helped to kind of level me out, you know. Yeah. Like they, that's exactly what it did. It was just kind of that playing field that it's all. It was all just absolutely chaotic. It was like, oh, okay, okay. So what else do I need to do? Right, do this therapy, you know. Uh, yeah. How did you find that? Did you find it easy to share? I mean, because for me with this interview, you're a, a hugely open book. Is have you become like that after therapy, or have you always been? like that it's always it's always been there i've just never had the opportunity to talk about it do you know yeah. what i mean and it's the same with you now and like this and you know like um so i'm having this chat i even got to the russians yet mate like this is this is like a it's like pulp fiction or something i'm gonna have to kind of jump back but anyway so i'm having cbt therapy with this guy down the phone and after a few sessions he's sending me these you know he's listening and he's like i think yeah you you've lost your self-esteem you know it's 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 gone and and he's like you know we're talking about experiences and he's like can you just tell me what evidence you've got to back up all this stuff that you're saying you know all these things that you're saying about yourself what evidence have you got to 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 prove this and i'm like hmm i haven't got any i haven't got any you know and he's sending me these pamphlets like it's like shit man this might actually be what's happening you know and i'm like oh there, so there is also this thing like i've been asked to do a documentary in russia with these russian guys about music in moscow they want me to go over and be part of this documentary this guy's laughing down the phone and he's like 
he's like, so are you going to do it? You know? And I'm like, um, well, yeah. I mean, what I've ne who's going to turn down? It's like, it's the opportunity of a lifetime, isn't it? I mean, who's going to turn that down? So, yeah, like a few months later, as soon as the this was in the early days of the COVID, before the hyper lockdown, where countries were locked for a bit, but then opened the doors again, like naively yeah. or whatever. Same thing happened in 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 Moscow in Russia, and uh, I'd met these dudes in Wally Range. Right, these guys got in touch on Facebook, and they're like, "We're here making a documentary called Landscape of Music about British." music culture and the, the historic uh, do, uh the historic um the historic uh oh, let's just say the historic um, music that's come out of all these cities uh and manchester's very special can we come and talk to you i'm like uh yeah all right you know i live here if you come here then fair enough you know and uh yeah next thing i know like um these Russian dudes have all cycled. They're on bikes. They bought bright bikes with them. fucking biking. They're biking everywhere, you know. And uh, so I go across the road and I'm in, uh, I'm in Wally Range and I'm in Alex Park. And uh, and then these guys uh, set set the stuff up and they're like, "Can we interview you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Now bear in mind, this is just before this is just before the chaos. Yeah, this is just before yeah. the chaos. But. Um, myself everything was what it was a bit fractured but the questions that they asked were like uh you know what what is music for you you know just this stuff where it went beyond and deeper than any um esteem or any any oh it's just like this stuff cut like and they're filming me and i think my eyes lit up when they asked these questions because i'm rekindling that like what it is it's this romance it's this it's this love it's this it's this it's this everything you know and and so i kind of paint this picture as part of this you know i, I end up inviting them over the road because i told them i've got all these russian punk records they're like no way like yeah mate i've got some russian stuff I'll, i ran over and brought it and then it ends up inviting them over and, and then did an NPC thing in my kitchen for them. They're like, oh, you have NPC? And I'm like, yeah, mate, come on. And I start doing so. They're like, can we film you doing it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, and then, yeah, sorted them out and whatnot. And um, and that was, that was the last I'd heard of it. You know, we just parted ways. And uh, so during my absolute anxiety blowout fees like dad you've got to get the hell out of here you've got to get the hell out of here like go and stay with sneak in berlin have some time you know just just try and neutralize the russians uh had been in touch if you and they're like uh we've made the film we've made the film and it's going to be premiered in london can you make it on the, at this time and the way that everything fell uh, unfortunately, this was the time when I was repairing in in Berlin. You know, having the, and uh, I rang my mate Stefan, who lives in in London. He's one of the few people that I have actually stayed in contact with over these years, and would tell the be honest because he lives in London. So it's like I, I could just bear my soul and tell him, he's like, oh Dan, you know, I hope you're all right, and he knows the lengths that I'd gone to with my exploration of self. And um, and I said, can you go and just tell these guys like that I'm dope and I'd love to work with them and all this stuff, you know, I, 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 you know, whatever. Uh, just you know, 
tell that I'm good for it, you know, like this, you know, and he's like, okay, okay. And uh, Stefan, like, he went and met these dudes and then he, he left this, he left his message. It's like, Dan, you've got to see this documentary. Like, you've got to see this. It's like, you are, you, 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 you come through and these guys want to speak to you, like, about, about something. I'm like, oh, you know, I, they sent me a link and I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't click on it. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to. You couldn't find it in yourself to do it. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Um, what, what was the, what was stopping you? Was it a fear? Um, previous experiences. Uh, yeah, a fear, a shyness, a, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see like how I was going to be portrayed on there because I'm unhappy. I have this deep unhappiness and it, you know, you know mm. all this stuff and I'm lost, mate. And you know, like, even though I've got all these beautiful things around me, like my kid and my family and everything, it's other, it's deeper. I don't know, you know, but this anxiety and these, the, the, you know, uh, and, and my loss of self-esteem. And um, anyway, I clicked on it and uh, yeah, and it goes to this bit that, uh, and there I am you know, talking and I'm watching myself and like, and I just break down, mate. I just fucking, you know, always with the emotion, you know, I'm a sensitive guy. I cry, cry with laughter. Like I'm that guy, you know, tears everywhere. I can't help myself. I, like, I, I, um, and, uh, again, like I'm watching myself and I'm like, shit, man, this is a beautiful thing. And then what, how it turns out is like, they the 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 um the audience in russia and how that they'd received me i i was like popular even though or on this documentary with all these people like really big heads and all these various things there was something about me that connected or there was some kind of connection so much so that these guys were basically like we want you to come out to moscow be part of the film crew for another documentary about underground moscow music in moscow we want you to do the soundtrack yeah um and but just using sounds that you find in the city that's you know do you want to do it <laughs> that's a great brief in it it's a great brief mate it's so great in fact that you know and then fast forward you know i'm on antidepressants and i'm lost you know but again the 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 call comes you know are you gonna do it and i did i went and did it you know and uh fee bless her like she you know supported me in doing that did it did it did it take a lot to commit to doing that then at that time what to just go to another country where i don't speak any other language and be part of a film crew oh yeah and by the <laughs> by the way do all the soundtrack yeah it did yeah it's like whilst you're in a big period of self-repair yeah while i'm in a you know while i'm on antidepressants and you know i can't fucking uh, yeah I, I i i'm having real trouble functioning and uh, it was just another another one of these like pivotal things like this snapshot in time i went out for like three weeks with these guys i'd only met once you know and uh, got a little <laughs> bit like tated with you know and uh and had like a nice time and uh, but i knew i knew there was something about them when i was doing it i was like we're all going to meet again you know saying to these dudes you know whatever it's like <laughs> you know like yeah you know whatever but it happened you know it happened and anyway I, so i went and did this and i did i went i went did so going digging in moscow going around with a you know it's on instagram 
Uh, people, if you want to sit like my experiences, like you can sort of see a snapshot of it from that time on Instagram. If you go back through the history, you know, because I was trying to document it all, like what you were saying about a, a, a DJ in today's climate or whatever. Okay, if I've got to do this certain stuff, if people want to see me, they're going to see everything or nothing. Do you know what I mean? And that's that, like you say, that open book mentality. I think that's that's real and that's the truth. And um, I'm not trying to polish anything or do you know what I mean? I'm not tr like, I'm just myself. Yeah. Incredible. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying Once a DJ. I wanted to create a product for the listeners to be able to support the show and for the guests as a token of gratitude for being on. So I've teamed up with Sure Shot Shop to create some Once a DJ 45 RPM adapter clamps. These are my weapon of choice as a 45 adapter as they add stability and grip to aid you in any setup. These are available for £25 each plus flat fee postage from oncedj.bigcartel.com and if you'd like to see the other models you can buy and also customise, check out showshotshop.com. If you're a DJ who's been wanting to get into production but don't know where to start or if you're looking to level up your beat making skills, look no further than howtomakemusic.co's online courses and personal coaching. Chris, the founder of How To Make Music, as well as knowing a load about music production, was once a DJ, and so his courses are ideal for the likes of us. From the Music Theory Essentials course to the incredibly thorough Ableton Turbo Start, there's a ton of good information to get you developing your music production skills. In addition to the video tutorials, there's a load of reference guides and they even offer personal coaching to get you where you want to be even quicker. And if you buy any course at howtomakemusic.co using the code ONCEADJ at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. So what you're waiting for, visit howtomakemusic.co. So what came next after Russia then? Were you, were you did it have a... Um... Did it have a big effect on like your self work? Did it did it go some way to re, 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 quote unquote repairing you? I, so the brief that they gave me and what I actually did, you know, were two quite different things. Um, my um, relationship and the times that I was going back and forth with Sneak and now started practicing with with Rick with Robert Smith and we're like, you know, this whole regeneration and I'm like, I'm like. I know that I can do this stuff, you know, but it is like this kind of repair process. And um, I made these tunes and I said to myself, right, the the soundtrack is me, the stuff I make while I'm there, that's the soundtrack. Once I'm done, that's it. I've got to put it to bed, you know. And then they got to the point where they're like starting to, they want to finish the film. They're like, you know, can we have the stuff you've made? And I sent it to them and it only came to 20 minutes. You know, they're like, they're like, <laughs> Dan, um, this is a two-hour soundtrack. We have to have more. And I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, that's, you know, my time. Like, that's it. That equates to 20 minutes. That's my experience. That's how, it, That's how you know, saw my ass and I, and I was a, a, a dick because that was like, I sort of, like, it was me kind of being immature and, and not thinking about the big, bigger picture. Anyway, had a few hours to actually think, got back to him, apologised. I'm like, give me three days. And then I ended up handing them like 35 different pieces of music. All this stuff, it's all sat there. 
I haven't I haven't done anything with it yet because Moscow. Well, you know what happened in Russia. You know, like the, so co mm. COVID. Everyone's losing their marbles. I'm recollecting mine. You know, I didn't I didn't have the same experiences as everyone else. I'm actually in this state of repair while every the chaos is ensuing everywhere else. So strange for me, mate. So different. And um, and I went in. I went digging, and I'm just like in. So I'm in. I'm in Russia like buying you know like going digging like just buying all this shit mate that stuff and that like dudes just giving me records like the stuff that you've never I, I have no idea what i'm looking at all this soviet era stuff like some dudes like and big diggers and that around the world know all about that shit but again it's like me just being like no i'll go in i do i can do summer i just it's like having trust having faith in the universe you know what i mean like happy accidents everything i do it just seems and it's like you know like my spirit animal is like a jellyfish and that, and that's exactly how it's like i don't if i if i'm just cool and i think positively it happens yeah so it's like coming to that getting back to that point where it's like i'm myself again it's like you know i can make shit happen if i work hard enough you know and it all that's all that had gotten lost was like the work flow the work rate and the passion and you know and all that and yeah and i don't know what to do with all that stuff because like russia went to war so i felt really uncomfortable went through this whole period where all the directors and everything their lives are, then their lives are in chaos tragic tragic shit mate like they were dreaming of that documentary taking them elsewhere in the world where they can go and do another documentary and do you know that's how we were talking it's like dan we want you to come and do another one where are we going to go next like japan or um what was this we were talking like japan or turkey or something like like these places mm. and i'm like wow you know like yeah i'm up for it let's go you know but they 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 had this big deal on the table and everything I, I thought at one point like this is my ticket i'm going to be massive in russia guys like who knows you know what okay you know what i mean and um but then what happened happened and it just destroyed everything you know destroyed lives destroyed you know the future unfortunately and again it was just like another experience where i put everything in but it just crumbled unfortunately because life's not always you know great <laughs> so after that would were you were you able to kind of deal with that in more of a robust way than you would have done previously whereas you would have maybe gone oh it's not meant to be i'm not good enough x y or z were you able to be like this isn't this isn't me this is just out of my control let's crack on with another project yeah um so it's kind of like if I've got something to work to, uh, like a concept or something, it's game over because it's almost like that's the key for my kind of hyper focus. Like I now know that I have this shit. I've always had it, but now I know what it is. It's like such a strange thing, you know, but like uh, if I have the passion mixed with the belief, I really can come up with the goods, you know, it's not my technical know-how because I don't have any, you know, I'm just like a kid in a, in a, in a, in a, um, in a sweet shop with all the sounds and everything. And I like, that's how it is. It's like happy accidents and fun. And, um, 
you can make shit, you know, you can. And, and, I, and, and I now realise that, like, all of that stuff, that chemistry kind of contributes to something which is slightly different than what other people do because you're doing it in a different way. That's all it is. If someone had said that to me, like, however back, you know, it might have, like, I just couldn't work that out for myself, you know. And it doesn't matter. I'm not bitter about it because I know that, like, all of that and all that pain and everything that I've gone through is now my energy. It's now, like, the one thing that I channel into everything because i've lived it i've I, i've you know um and it's like just coming back to this kind of ground zero and that's again like that's where the passion for the sort of community because the and, and the inspiration they're all just the it's all within reach do you know what i mean you just got to be willing to do it you know when the community stuff it's not about going and playing to six thousand people and getting like 800 quid and like you know fucking 32 crates of fucking whatever it's none of that it's about them wanting me to be there that's it if they want me to be there then i am there and i'm not only there i'm going to show up and i'm going to do the goods it's like and that i guess that's you know that's like that's my fuel do you know what i mean like tom peanuts and even the beat makers in manchester they're like would you be you know it's like you're you're, you know, you've been doing this thing forever. You know, you would you come and do it? I'm like, if you want me to, if you if you want me to come and do it, I would fucking love that. Like, there's this community event called Working on It, which is for the beat makers, and it's like, I've been around the block, and you know, but I haven't put anything down. It's all still there, you know, and it's like mm. coming back, but just having this new lease because I just want to be down with everything that's happening now. Do you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. because I, I still feel like a kid that has, that can contribute everything that it's, uh, you know, that's life as an artist, isn't it? I don't feel like it's been and gone. Nothing. It's, it's all still, yeah. it's all still there for the taking. And I just, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're in a really good place now and you're, at, you're at peace with how things work. If that's the right way of putting it, you know, yeah, so the other thing that would be good for us to talk about then is your diagnosis of ADHD and, and that process, really. So if you could tell me what that's been like, that would be really interesting to know. All right, so, yeah, um, my partner, Fee, uh, sort of, she started to read me, like, little testimonials and little things about people on Facebook uh, and various other sort of socials, like, um, about just troubles that they were having or like experiences in their life that make them feel like certain ways like this like this that whole thing about like self-worth and you know um uh feeling a bit like the odd one out um of, or like feeling like quite alone and like she was reading me uh this one this one time that this dude had said and it brought me to tears um and again it was just like that expression because it just struck this raw nerve and i'm like that's that's me that's why that's so strange you know and then i think subsequently fee started to do more and more research and then you know she'd be like dan like i think you're adhd you know I'm not hyper, like it, it. I am sometimes, but it's not like a. It's not like my how how I am. I, I prefer to be. I'm just like well, I'm not prefer, but I'm I'm just more chilled. But up here in my brain, it is hyper all the time. And um, 
yeah, I'd already got this diagnosis of like anxiety and that, and then it turns out that they can be interlinked, you know? Uh, so like, I just got to this point where I'm like, everything I'm reading about, I want to know now. I want to know. Cause like my life's been pretty, um, to say tumultuous or like pretty like, yeah, like rock and rock and rolly roller coasty, whatever roller coasty. Um, and I got onto my a do a doctor and I was like, look, um, you know, I, 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 can I, is this, can you, can you help? I want to, I want to find out whether I'm like neurodiverse, you know, I already have these things going on. And then he's like, well, I'm going to send you like a quick test that will, you know, that will sort of shine a light on what happens next. So they did. And then after they did that, like literally it wasn't that long and I got this referral, you know, and, um, and I, I want to say, like, I'm sorry that some people who've been like on waiting lists for ages to find this information out, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you got to go through that because, like, I now realise, like, that it, it does, it means a lot, you know, um, because when it came to the point of me finding out, I got, I, I got put onto this website and all these various things to fill in, where you have to give examples of your behaviour, but not just as an adult, but as a child. So, the, and this is only a couple of months ago. And, and what that did was like, yeah. just open, like me saying to you, like how I'm quite insular and wouldn't share this stuff. I'm willing to, but just never had the platform. But like, start, so I start going through my own memories of what I'm like, and, I, and it, it's getting really upsetting because I'm like, here, there's real patterns here. Holy shit. I might actually, yeah. there might be something going on. Like I'm, I'm 47. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I I've gone through these years like I've I've navigated fees like you know she's like you've done so well to get as far as you have you know like having these mm. these challenges or whatever and I'm like yeah you know like and it, when I went through that period of like the anxiety and everything and uh, it was like like I say, like, I, I suppose, like, just being privy to, like, like the, the mm, f fear, like, the, 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 the most extreme fear, because it's you, it's only you can conjure that type of fear. You know, like how you have people who are like, I'm scared of nothing, mate, or, or at that type of perspective. It's like, yes, you are. Yeah. There's something in there, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, um, yeah, and it's all your own creation. I, I said to myself, I've got to tell people about this because I don't want, I don't want other people to have to experience what I'm experiencing, particularly DJs and, you know, like people who it's like, it's supposed to be a laugh, but like, it's like, it's deeper because I guess I'm an artist. I'm an artist. It's just DJing was my first outlet, you know, but like a creative or whatever you want to call it, but just like, <sighs> that thing about like about exploration and 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 your mental like adventure and wanting to find things and 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 you know do whatever it is it's like i realized that like the adhd and this anxiety slash depression they've always been there they've always been inside me you know from birth it's just that i've kind of got through life and these things have happened and here i am now but like this shit is so so important and so massive that like I think statistically and everything that people see about like, oh, it, it's, this is, it's real. 
And if we, if people don't talk about it and don't share these experiences, it's like, I can't bear the thought of somebody else having to suffer like I did or like I have, you know? Mm. And it's not over. It's still here. It's just I've had to learn to integrate it into my life so that I have these signs. It's all about awareness and having these signs and knowing like, oh, I'm feeling this particular way. It could be because of that. It's not. It's just that's how you feel. You know, you can let it go, but it's like it is the, the, the awareness of, of, of all these things. We, and there are a lot of them, you know, that that, um, that, that it's important to kind of monitor and, and be mindful but this is my approach now of, of like of me wanting to be the best me. When I leveled that playing field and started my my um, process of like rebuilding myself, um, I don't know. I feel it's like I, I feel like I'm in my lane. So if I'm not doing all the ultra bad stuff and I have got my family around me and I have got and I am getting the inspiration from all my friends and I am practicing, I am focusing. The, with that comes this positivity which is infectious and i know that it's traveling around the world because i'm getting messages and i'm i'm doing things i'm doing cuts i'm doing cuts for hip-hop tracks i'm doing like all this there's so much stuff that i'm doing and it's all because i started thinking positively again you know and and yeah. but it's it's you have to keep you have to you have to kind of just keep that fire burning and it's like if you go to a community event you can see that fire in plain sight for nothing you know what i mean it's not about paying like 20 quid to go and see this guy who sold bare records go and watch him stand there and do practically nothing you go like down to somewhere like the hip-hop chip shop or whatever and you can see something for nothing which you would want to pay money for you know and like get and get that inspiration and that's it and it's what i'm surrounding myself with you know and i think it's and it's yeah. and it's coming back out do you know what i mean and it's this thing and it's like being part of this community that I always, I always wanted, I always, you know, I'm exactly where I always wanted to be. It's mental. It's mental. You know, that that's brilliant to hear. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I think anything with self work, it, it, it's not about what's been in the past. It's about just regardless of what it is, it is a hard thing to do. Go, go through your past and relook at it with, with this kind of adult, adult lens with the parental lens so it's i i respect it whenever anyone's doing any sort of self-work and just you know looking at their situations and stuff um so good on you for that so just to kind of get up to date then what what's coming up for you then is it more finger thing yeah so everything 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 always everything always comes back to figure thing it's like um but like it has to it has to be done with the respect that it deserves and it has to be like um we were never ever gonna go down that road where like the music starts to get slightly whacker and then just disappear that was it was never that you know yeah. it's like if it, if it's if when all we need to do is document exactly where we're at now um because it's a good it's a good place but however the process of doing that we know exactly what we want and how 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 we want it to be so all we've got to do is spend the time facilitating that and that's an ongoing thing like and the so ev all pretty much my life now is just about like the the beat community and the scratch community 
um, because I th believe that the two are pretty interlinked, you know. So I did this uh, community scratch north um, mm. as part of the community scratch games, like all that crew. Um, I did that with Nick NCK and uh, but wanted to have all my working on it crew come and provide beats. So it isn't just scratching over loopers and all these things, which I think does happen a lot. And I get it because that's what, that's what you do. But it's like, I am I have this like, it's like I've got my hands in these different community pies and I, I just, everything, the more we get together, the more we can build. And it's it's basically, you're, you're rewriting history to the way you want it to be. Because all these big companies and stuff that all the DJs do stuff for and that, they're not putting on these events. Do you know what I mean? They're, 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 you've got the little competition or, or like the, these little things. It's like they, they could do that, you know, but in, instead I found this crew of people that are doing it for themselves and I love that. They're doing it for the community and it's like yeah. that's that speaks to me in so many volumes that like I'm I'm committed, you know, I'm, I'm down and that stuff's popping up all over the place. Some of it I, I don't know whether I can talk about because I don't know whether it's been made public yet, but... Um, there is so much stuff going on, mate, and I'm saying yes to everything. That's my, that's my, you know, that's my kind of, that's my kind of standpoint because I have that self, I guess I've got that self-belief back. So along with that, I want to take everything with me and everything that's helped me to get back to this point. I want to respect it and just keep building, building, building going forward, you know, and that will come through in all different types of music. I'm doing, I was in Senegal, yeah, in January. I went and did this thing for the yeah. British Council, like uh, this workshop, like DJ workshop, like over five days teaching these kids. I didn't even have a translator. Didn't even have a translator, mate. Got there and they all speak Wolof, which is like a, a mixture of French and Arabic. So got there and it's like, I'm, I'm right. thinking about like trickle or French, you know, like come on tap, I'll take, or je m'appelle Dan, you know, uh, scratch DJ, whatever. They're, they're just like, well, you don't, you don't speak French. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I nearly had an anxiety attack. You know, like, like over 20 kids in the studio all coming in, just going bonkers, all so excited, you know, and I got to do this, do a little thing and I can't speak to anyone because no one understands. And But like, again, it's just like jumping right in the deep end with something. And But the, the upshot of what came out of that, I met this, this MC the girl that I was there who's like um doing Ableton workshops Mel we've now started working we're doing tunes with this with with Mo he rhymes in Wolof so I've been doing like making electro this guy's skill level mate and you've never heard anything like it like who's you know up amazing yeah and so all these little things I'm going having these experiences and and now instead of like I don't know, instead of shutting myself away, I'm actually grabbing everything as hard as I can because this is my time, you know, and I, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. It's just I thought it was all coming on a plate and it doesn't, you know, but I've paid my dues yeah. and I am working hard now. So it's kind of like I'm sounding better than I ever have and my cuts and everything, all the beat, everything that I'm making, it's like, and I'm excited, you know. That's awesome. Right. We've probably done about 65 hours of audio. Sorry, now. yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been amazing. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation, and, and once again, I really appreciate how open you've been. Thank you, um, thank you. 
the sort of questions I ask at the end generally you've kind of covered around art and passion and things like that so if we bring it to an end then just the one last thing I'd just like to ask you is where's best for people to get in touch with you and find you on the internet Instagram Instagram is like uh, so because so mobile phones are basically if you've got like ADHD or something like that it's your worst enemy and it's like it's a it's 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 tough anyway uh, for everybody and like because they take up so much of your time and that but like that's the one thing where I go on and I try to engage and, and, and keep up with friends and see what everyone else is doing and be part of that that thing so yeah like uh, Dan Peter Parker Baxter that's me on Insta and then Finger Thing you know you can check on Spotify and um, you know everywhere else amazing yeah well, thanks very much for chatting and sharing your story, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, mate. Top one. Bye. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the Once a DJ podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback or any suggestions for guests, please just get in touch with us at onceadjpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at onceadjpodcast. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon.